Ask the Podcast Coach for August 22nd, 2020. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music. It means, hey, it's Saturday. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Dot com and uh, joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Collison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Good morning, Dave. Uh, happy Saturday morning to you. That's pretty slick that you, you got you got that on time this time. Usually you're searching. I, I'm for, too busy, yeah. Trying to find that thing. Happy Saturday morning to you. I think it's National Pancake Day or something like that. I think I just made that Gotta up. Look. Which was great with pancakes. Oh, Coffee. syrup? Oh, <laughs> Well, that too. And you wouldn't pour coffee on the pancakes. Let's just be really clear about that. But it is time for coffee pour, Dave. Who who sponsors our coffee pour? This would be, he said, what happened? There we go. I'm like, my coffee broke. That's brought to us by podcastbranding.co. If you need podcast artwork, if you need a logo, if you need a website, you got to go see our buddy Mark over at podcastbranding.co. Not only has he been podcasting since... 2013. He's been a like award-winning graphic artist before. I'm trying to think what 30 years. What would be? Let's see. That would make him to 1990. Would make 30 years ish, right? Uh, 30. I carry the one. Yeah. So yeah, 30 years. So I'm trying to think of like. So what happened in like before Nirvana was big? Is when Mark started, right? Maybe before before Clinton. There you go. Yeah, there you go. I think, right? Yeah. He's been doing it a long time. And if you need anything to look better, he is the man. Because if you if you go over to podcastbranding.co and say, hey, Mark, can you like give me some examples of websites you built? Trust me, when you see them, you're like, ooh, that looks, ooh, that, ooh, and that one looks, ooh, wow. That's, yeah. So if you want something to look good, pretty, better, whatever you want, check out Mark at podcastbranding.co and uh, let him know that you heard about him on the Ask the Podcast Coach. You uh, almost said school of podcasting, didn't you? I, 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 there are times when I have to think, like, what show am I doing? I know. Like, I do. Which one I is do it? all the time, too. I, uh, especially my intros. I have to say, I am I, for the Gallup ones. I, I'll, t- especially when we come in live, I have to think for a second, okay, am I doing Home Gadget Geeks? Is this called the coach? Is it theme Thursday? I, I always have a weird thing. I, I do a show called the Podcast Rodeo Show where I grab a random podcast and see how long I, and at the end, I go, if you want your show here, blah, 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 podcast rodeo show. If you want a full review, because that's really why I do the show, is to promote the podcast review show. So I've just said, go to podcast rodeo show if you want a short one. Go to podcast review show if you want a full review. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Thanks for listening. But And I'm like, man, that's like way too confusing. There's three websites there. I'm like, hmm, not sure what it is. But there are times when I'll be yeah. like – if you want this, go to wait. It's yeah. what show is this? It can get it get it can get confusing. Daniel's got a great idea for a new sponsored spot, and that is the syrup pour of the morning. So <laughs> that means I would have to. Ha- Did they change things in? I, I I I hmm. Let me see if like, I can. Like all of a sudden, things that, look different. Yeah, if I go to. I mean, put Daniel's quote back up there. It looks it looks different than it looked before. It used to take the whole bottom. Did you? I did, did you and I did. I, oh, okay. But it's it's. I don't know where to. Yeah, no, it's fine. Switch it. Just, it just kind of took me. It uh, caught me uh, off we're guard. on minimal. 
Okay. We need right. to go to default. There, there we, we go. go. That's the one I was looking for. I was like, wow, you caught me off guard. I was like, so the good thing about a syrup pour would be that I would have to have Eggo waffles, right? Because uh, we, I, okay, let's just take a little side tangent. We, we did a breakfast for dinner kind of meal here at the house and we, the, we, we were going to do waffles, but we don't make them because that's super messy, right? right? Since it's National Pancake Day that I just made up. So we, we bought Eggo waffles. The Eggo waffles of 2020 are not the Eggo waffles that I remember from like oh. 1990. Like they're so much better. Really? Like, oh yeah. It was incredible. So, so maybe I, like, so the other day, so we had them for dinner and I'm like, Oh, I need to have these more often. And they've been sitting in the freezer. So I had, I had Eggo waffles as a snack yesterday at work when I was for my 10 o'clock snack, they were delicious. So if you want to, if you, Daniel, if you want to sponsor a syrup pour, I don't mind having the punishment of eating Eggo waffles <laughs> every Saturday during the show. Did you know, educational purposes here, that waffles were invented, I believe, in Sweden, okay. where, they, where they are a dessert. Yeah. It, is, it is not a breakfast food. But, yeah, well, or I was, dinner with chicken. Yeah, that, that, exactly. That's, that's another one. <laughs> Somebody was like, what's in the kitchen? What do we got left? We got chicken and waffles. Right, put them together. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I was thought was I thought you were ready to say they were worse because have you had a Twinkie lately? No. Oh no, I won't. I won't go down that. Well, first of all, I think they're illegal. No. <laughs> like I think somehow they got outlawed about ten years ago. But no, I haven't. Uh, no. Isn't Little Debbie making them now or something? It's a different company, and I remember it, yeah. it's been a while. But when they first came back, I was like, oh man, and I ate one. I was like, mm. oh, you Twinkie the kid is rolling over no, in his grave not somewhere. A good, not a good snack. Yeah. Not a good snack. Um, we have a question about, I got to play, I had to ship it back yesterday. And that's something just to, before I get into this, I, how, how did I get a P4? I have so many people like, how did you get your hands on a P4? Number one, I called, did I tell the story yet here? I, no, I don't think so. I, don't I, think so. Uh, I called Zoom and that meant I had to sit on hold a long time. Thank you, COVID, because there's half the staff there or whatever. Guy calls up and I said, hey, can I talk to somebody in your marketing department? And he said, can I ask like who's calling? And I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. And uh, he's like, what's this about? And I'm like, oh, well, I have your target audience. I, I teach people podcasting, blah, 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 big numbers, yada, yada, yada. And they said, well, I, we will pass along your information to the marketing people, which was cool because I hung up the phone. And within about five minutes, I had a thing from their marketing people going, hey, understand you want one of those to play with. And he nice. just – he said, how – because you, you contact the marketing team. If I'd said, let me talk to someone in sales, they would have tried to sell me one. And so the marketing guy's job is to get the word out. So I, I contacted him. He sent me one. But he's like, "How? what's the quickest you can turn around and have this back? He goes, because we don't have any, was his original thing. He goes, yeah, I found one. How quick? And I said, three days. I said, if you get it to me on like Monday, I will ship it back on on Wednesday. Kind of thing because I thought one day to to kind of look at it, one day to record a video, and then one yeah. day to get out and then do that. So my three days was up, and I wanted to make sure I kept my word. Same thing, I got to ship the. I have the uh, Zoom ZDM one dynamic microphone that the three days for it is today. So when we get done here today, I'm going to run over and and ship it. But the Bangs had a question about it, and what it is the PodTrack P4. It's a four track recorder. USB interface with a few little pads on it. It's kind of a Hindenburg journalist light. And the, the biggest difference is there is no processing. So all the noise gating, all the 
big bottom, oral exciter, compressor, things like that, which oddly enough right now I do not have turned on because I just did a mic shootout with these things. So none of that, no processing. It The Rodecaster records in 48 uh, kilohertz, 24-bit. This is 44.1, 16. The uh, PodTrack, the, the Zoom, I'm just going to say Zoom and Rode. Zoom has four inputs, and you can figure those to be four microphones, three microphones and a phone, two microphones and a phone and a USB. It's like you have two channels at the end that can be either be a microphone, a USB, or the phone. And I, I plugged in my phone. It was a piece of cake and called my brother, my poor brother. He's like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, ah, I just need you to talk and let me know if you can hear me. He's like, oh, I thought you missed me. And I'm like, eh, not really, you know. But I just plug my phone into it. So it's it's pretty sweet. The the biggest difference is the Rode is 600 bucks. This is 200 And the other thing that I liked it is one-fourth the size of the Roadcaster. It's the size of a checkbook. And so Bangs was saying here, at some point, can you cover the P4 and what the TRRS and US, UASB in disconnects and what gets recorded to SD over USB? No, it was a USB. I'm not sure I understand. I, like USB is like Jim. Jim is one channel. Yeah, what gets basically what gets recorded? Does yeah. the TRRS get recorded in yeah. separate USB channels? Are they separate? Are yeah. they together? Yeah, and what it does is let me share my screen here real quick. Client recordings is you you get a mix down. So you get at first I didn't think you got a stereo mix down. I was like, oh, that's a bummer because not everybody wants that extra stuff. So let me kind of share my messy screen here. Screen one. Okay, so here is the folder that now has all my files for my video that I just made. But you have the recordings. But in here, you can see where it's mic one, mic two, mic four, phone, and sound pad. There you go. So you get whatever you have that set up to be is what you're going to get. So when you do a recording, it sets up that folder and then drops those in separate there. channels into yeah. those folders. Yeah. So you, if you want that flexibility, you can. If you don't, recording to the device or does it record to the PC? Can do both. Okay. So you can basically, and it has much like the Rodecaster. I can go in and turn on mix minus. And I was gonna try to. I was gonna go. Hey, can I keep this one more day? I wanted to use it today, but I was like, I don't want to push my luck. They've been good by shipping me stuff over there. But what if it's just USB and local mics? Yep. Then you could have three microphones and channel four would be your USB. And that's a single channel mono, single channel stereo. That's a good question. That I did not play with because everybody I was talking to was just a person. So I, I so you had a bunch of stuff going on on your PC and you wanted to record that as well. It's going to come in as a single channel. Yeah. Right? It's not going to separate any of those. Yeah. Out. The USB might be stereo. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised. But here, let me go back to that thing. But it's there are a couple of things like I was talking with Troy Heinrichs and he was saying, does it have a marker on it like the H4 does and some of the other ones? And I looked through the manual and I didn't see one because they have a thing where that's the other thing. The Roadcaster has a touch screen. This has a menu system. Not that that's a deal breaker, but it's just well, how is it so cheap? And Sunpad phone. I'm trying to see if I had one where I had USB. Because I know I called John Buchanan, or is it just going to show phone? But so it doesn't have a marker. It doesn't have the processing. I'm trying to think what else. 
Oh, again, I've never used this. The Rodecaster has four separate outputs for the headphones, which is so does the the Zoom. But the Rodecaster also has a stereo out. So I guess if I was doing using this live and wanted to run into a PA system, you could do that and have a, a mix of everything like that. So it's I don't see one here in three hundred bucks versus six hundred. That's the big one. And yeah. and it's super easy. I can't find it. I'm looking through my files here to see if I could find one that and see if it's stereo or mono or whatever. But so and the only my only thing that I worried about was it's plastic. And it's a lot like the if you remember the original H four, it's that kind of plastic. So not like brittle, but like don't want to drop it too hard because that could be uh, a problem. It is too on, on the phone channel, right? So when I recorded the phone, it's two channel stereo. Okay. So I would assume the USB is going to be saying TRRS and USB or stereo. Yeah. So I would think that's uh, the case. Yeah, so that would make sense. That makes sense. Why would you do a mono channel on something that could be stereo yeah. to begin with? Right. That's pretty easy. Yeah. And Ross says, does it have enough gain? Yeah. 70 dB a gain. And this is where I'm not Bandrew. I'm not going to bust out a bunch of capacitors to, to measure stuff like that. Here's what I did is I recorded really hot. I was almost peaking and then shut up. And it, the noise floor was like minus 61. I, I need to find my own video. The other thing, if I had to do this again, I, I thought it'd be cool because I was recording. my. I, I basically turned the video on my phone plug the mic into the P4 and then use that audio into the phone. Cause again, that's the whole point. Somebody on the phone, if you're using your phone, they can hear your microphone. So I was like, Oh, cool. Let me just use my phone. I'll record the video there. Yeah. Next time you do that, Dave, you might want to invest in a tripod for your camera. Cause I'm watching my video and I was like, huh. I was like that, that gets a little, I like it's herky jerky and yeah, it's kind of YouTube-y, but I was like, yeah, but other people on YouTube would go dust off the the tripod you had. And that's probably me just being kind of hypercritical of ourselves because, well, that's what we do. And uh, But it's um, it, it was – I don't know that I – I didn't expect it to be bad, but I was just like – I was very happy because there are some people that want to take phone calls and they want to do this and that. And they, they like the Rodecaster until they hear 600 bucks and – you're like, well, for me, I, I point this out in my video on YouTube, is you can get the Sheps Omni channel, which is a compressor, uh, noise gate, got a, a little bit of fine tuning in there. It's got a de-esser in it. So a lot of the stuff that's in the Rodecaster, you can get in a $40, what you call it, plug-in, and that'll work with Audacity or Hindenburg or things like that. So It's got the four XLRs on the front of that thing. It's on the top. The so top. the top has that, and the bottom has the headphone jacks, and the he- makes the Y right it goes up and kind of makes a Y. Yeah, it's actually just a little bit, and even even the Y at the end. I had a checkbook here because I was laughing because I pulled it up in the video, and I was like, "Wow, my checkbook is really ugly. I should have used this side. This side is nice <laughs> and clean. Instead, I held up this side, which is all dusty." And because uh, <laughs> I don't know about you, up. I don't write a lot of checks these days. It's all digital stuff, but it's about this tall, and the the end gets a little wider, but. And then uh, on one side, they have the power button, the input for your phone, so the TRRS. And then if you want, there's a $50 Bluetooth thing that you can plug into it. So I guess if you want to connect your phone without a cable, there's that. And then the other side has two USB-C jacks. So it's that little thin one, not the 
not the normal USB thing. And one is for to connect your computer to your your that device. And then the other one is if you want to power it because it runs on two AA batteries. They say for four hours. Chris Judd, who does a lot of videos on YouTube, said they lasted about an hour and a half. Uh, but he was using rechargeable batteries. So that, I think, has a lot to do with that. But if you wanted to, you could run it with a brick, some sort of USB power thing. Or you can buy their $17, basically, little wall wart to uh, plug it into a USB thing. So it was pretty slick. I was just – and for me, again, it's – remember when we said the Roadcaster came out? And we we're like, what's going to be cool? What? The second generation. Mm-hmm. Like when somebody sees that and goes, great, now how can we imp- – and I'm not saying it's an improvement because there are – like I, I missed – as I was playing with this thing, I missed my noise gate every time my air conditioner popped on. And I was like, oh, that's that's going to be an issue. He said running over to turn on his noise gate. Let's see if it makes a huge difference. And I said 300, but it's two. This it's, is 199. It's right? 200. Yeah. 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 So it's yeah. He said Curtis said it was minus 124 was the noise floor. So better than the H6. Yeah, I was just, again, I don't get super, because my whole thing is I want to turn it up to where I get a decent signal. And when I shut up, do I hear? And if I don't, I'm like, okay, that's good. Because that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. You know, so. um, At 200 bucks, this would be a good one to pick up. Like there's a bunch of places you can pick it up online. And then if if it doesn't work for you, it's kind of returnable, right? Yeah. It's 200 bucks. Yeah. And the only thing it doesn't do, oh, I guess it's still in pre-order. I mean, I it is. Yeah. Pre-order. It's still in pre-order. That's where I was like, how did you get one? I'm like, I had to wait on hold a very, very long time. Yeah. And so the, the other thing is people are like, Oh, this is great to go on the road. I'm like, as long as you bring a mic, but I never, I have, I never liked them. The, the built-in microphones in a zoom H one, if I have a choice of a zoom H one or my phone, I will use my phone and just, do the Bob Barker with my phone. I've never, and I remember once on the, I had an H4 and even with the foam thing on it, I had a problem with popping peas with the built-in microphones because those are meant to kind of pick up everything. And so, yeah, Bang says the H4N, so the updated version of that amber screen is minus 108 dB, so better than both. Yeah, so I think all those, again, if you turn it up to where you're at minus six, minus 12, Whatever the noise there is, is, again, can we please remember these are going to be listened to through through earbuds and car stereos? I know the uh, original H4, H4 people hated the, the what you call it. But if I was running a, I guess, a SM7B or something that needed a lot of gain, that would be an issue. So anyway, Kyle says the H4N, yeah, the built-in mics are noisy, even with a dead cat on it. Yeah, I never could have... So, but yeah, the, man, that was super nerdy. It was Holy super cow. nerdy. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other thing that I just found out this morning is I was kind of like, oh, there's no carrying case. When, Cause when I got my H4, it came in this little plastic coffin and it was kind of cool. It had a little foam on the bottom. You'd put it in there, close it over. Cause again, that thing looked like a taser. It was kind of this weird thing. And I was kind of bummed that there was no like little coffin for it. But what Zoom did, if you go to zoomcorp.com and go to accessories, they just made these generic little cases for their cameras, for their recorders, for all this stuff. They have a small one and a big one. And it's like, so if you want one for your H6, buy the small one. And they show different configurations of these things. And I was like, well, that was pretty cool because if you think about it, if you made one specifically for, 
you know, this thing. And then three years from now, you come out with a new PodTrack P4 Plus, and it's a different shape. Well, you got a, a warehouse, a pallet and a half of old cases that nobody's going to buy. So this way, they're just all kind of universal. They're filled with foam, and uh, you can go ahead and, and choose what you want. And uh, there you go. Yeah, the SCU-20 and the SCU-40. Little little plastic coffins for your, your lovely accessories. Don't call them that, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh it's fun and, and of course now that'll come out and then road will come out with something and then you know, there's always Tascam will come out with something and and we'll nerd out about all of them <laughs> so if you have a question feel free to come over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join what minimum set of show elements do you recommend podcasters create in advance of an audio video show versus pure audio do you get the question, Jim? Because I, I don't know what I don't know, David. I don't know what you mean by show elements. Yeah, I don't know. So give us some clarification. It's a good question. While he's doing that, let's talk a little bit about this. So uh, let me start with what I think he's trying to ask. When you're doing audio only, right? There's a kind of a certain certain things you you can well. Actually, what happens a lot of times is when we do video first, we end up shortchanging our audio listeners because we assume. Like we're, you and I are talking together and you're like, yeah, see like this, it's there. You see that? Mm. Like, okay, that doesn't translate to audio. And so I actually, I think it's harder to do a pure audio show because you have to be very, very descriptive in all that you're doing. It's, so if you're like me and you're creating your audio based on video, like we do here, we're video first on Ask the Podcast Coach. That gets stripped out. Dave makes an, uh, an audio version of it. I think it's harder on the audio audience to listen to a video show than the other way around. Dave, if you and I were doing this, we weren't seeing each other. We would have to explain things because we weren't seeing each other. We get lazy on the, we get lazy on the, the, the production of it because, uh-huh. because we can't, right? I mean, so David, give, give us some clarification in there. Yeah. I know we've got, oh, we overlays, got, we got Kyle on deck coming up. Kyle, here. Hang on, yeah. hang on one second here. Overlays, logos, intros. I, I don't know if on the video side of things, I'm not, I don't, I don't make, this is where I'm weird. I make, when I do video, I make it for the audio and I don't worry about all the stuff that goes along with it. You, you can do as much or as little as you want. Just kind of depends on how much time you want to spend and how complex you want it to be. Yeah. So if you, you want to put a lot of elements in there, you can, if you don't want you, you don't have to ask your audience. You could, there's no rules. Kind of do do what you think looks good. Do yeah. what you're happy with. I think we started with this. Yeah. And then when I saw you could do stuff, I was like, oh, hold on a second. And then I, I came down and was like, well, I could add something like this. And if I wanted to somewhere in here, eh, somewhere in here, there's another logo I could throw up there, et cetera, et cetera. And it was just like, huh. And then as I started having things with Patreon, I started doing things where I could show the the different Patreons across the bottom. And it was just like, oh, this is cool. Let's do that. But we started off with nothing. I don't think some of the stuff existed when we first started. So uh, no, it's, they've gotten, they've gotten more in there. I just don't think you have to do, you, you do what you want to do with it. That would be the, the key. That's do it. what you feel proud in doing. Right. It's yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know that I would let the branding and stuff like stop me. No, we don't use any of it on the Gallup side. Yeah. And I should, but I don't, it's black. I use the black, 
screen. We don't do, we bring in the comments from time to time, but I don't use scrollers. I don't have a background. I don't have, that just makes it more complicated. It also dates it sometimes. Ah, that's a good point. So this wouldn't, this is like this background wouldn't date it. And you got the episode number in there, which is nice. I do like that episode number in there because it's easy. Then when you hit the video, it's easy to tell. All right. We got Kyle hanging. We do. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I have. Yes, it is. The one, the only, except this isn't Kyle Bondo. No, this is Kyle Wilcox, not oh, Kyle Bondo. All right. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was so con- And nonetheless, those it's, were nice it's still Kyle. <laughs> you got to, you know him, you love him. Don't be fooled by cheap imitations. What's going on, Kyle? Hello. Hey, Kyle. How are you? Uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. You're a little okay. far away, but it's okay. I have, um, I am basically just, I was setting this up. It's my new camera, uh, Mevo Start, and I thought I would just jump in and test it out, see how it works, see if you guys can hear me, see how the video quality is and the audio quality and the, all that kind of stuff. So the, the video is great. The audio is very much, what do you think of my audio? I'm a mile away from the camera, or a yeah. mile away from the I would yeah. get a little closer to it and maybe point it down your... Hey, show, put the box up. And, Hello? And, yeah. And put, yeah, put the box. There we go. And then we're getting a little feedback from the, because yeah, from the speakers. Yeah, through the speakers and such. But why, Kyle, why did you go? Why do you have this? What, what was the, what, what are you doing there? Well, I'm probably going to, uh, mostly, the, I, well, basically, webcams are sold out. So, yeah. right. Um, this is one of the only options at this point. What's the specs on that camera? So, it's, it's, it's 1080p. It's 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 I'm, I'm wireless on a battery right now. So and I'm actually using what they call NDI HX to send it wirelessly to NDI virtual input on my laptop, and then yeah, then it just shows up as a webcam in my computer. So it's it's completely wireless and battery powered right now. I can do. And we're all having a stroke. The the so that's the Mevo Start is that what yeah. is that what you have there so that's still a yeah. pretty expensive camera. Yeah, I mean the yeah I mean I got it I got it it's, I got it for my school. I mean we'll probably use it, use it more for like live streaming and like sports so volleyball games stuff like that for basketball for the kids at school. But like I said, like the webcam I would normally buy is like a Logitech Brio, which is like one hundred and eighty, and this was. About four hundred before education discounts kicked in, but <laughs> it's, you know, it's a pretty expensive webcam. Why? So why four hundred? Like, what justifies a four hundred dollar price tag on that thing? Well, I mean, battery and Wi Fi right off the bat, and I could I could go live directly from the camera too without having to even have a computer if I wanted to. And I mean, literally, I mean, literally, just because everything else is sold out and they want to start streaming, so right, this kind of so it's a new, it's a new toy, something to play around with. So, is is the the live stream is that going to be turned around and used as a podcast for an audio podcast, or is this just on YouTube kind of thing? Um, at this point, it wouldn't be um, it wouldn't be on a podcast okay. um, for that specific use case. But like we have, so we can anything I buy for like that side of stuff, I can also use in my multimedia and video production classes. So the students could use it in their classes in addition to the extracurricular uh, activities. So we could do, we could produce audio, video, anything like that. So interesting. um, Yeah. I mean, it seems like it's working. And I mean, I'm not, 
noticing a delay, a major delay or anything going Wi-Fi. I mean, and my laptop is on Wi-Fi to StreamYard too. So, I mean, we're doing Wi-Fi for the whole project here. So that's cool. Um, I, are you guys seeing any like delay or lag from me on my side? Or anything? Well, when you plugged in your headphones and you were moving the camera around, we got some digital pixelization in, in it okay. trying to do whatever, whatever it, I I clicked on the wrong thing. Oh, okay, good. Sorry. Uh, So we got a little bit there, but actually, no. As you as you got it stabilized, it's fine. Like I'm not. So like the the just just for folks kind of listening in here, the the value, the benefit of this is this is a completely unwired solution for video, right? Yeah. Not having to drag a laptop out. You're not you're not have a cable that goes from the camera to the laptop. You don't have to bring power with you. You just right. need to connect it to Wi-Fi mm-hmm. and then it has to have a, a solid Wi-Fi connection and right. it's battery operated for up to six hours. Yep. So you could be yep. remote recording somewhere. Yep. As long as it has Wi-Fi connectivity, does it have any storage built into it? Can I record? Yeah, you can record locally to an SD card as well at this and do it at the same time too. Okay. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, it's, um, no monitor on it though in any, in any way, right? You can't see what you're seeing on no. it. Right. No, not at all. So, so it's not like a, it wouldn't be like a vlogger replacement where you would be, you might be holding it in your hand to record yeah, I, some. I mean, you could, but it's right. not really ideal for that. Yeah. Um, and there isn't on the app, actually, you can do, I don't even have the app turned on for this video, but you can like kind of, you can like pinch and zoom and like pick scenes. So if you had three people, you, I mean, you'd be cropping down a 1080p image, but from the app, you can select the face or whatever. And it has a thing where you, a mode where you can kind of select for it to just follow whoever it wants to track. So, Oh, wow. Well, that sounds kind of cool. Yeah, I'm using the Wi-Fi wirelessly, but with all the, the pandemic and everybody needing webcams, they actually released the option to just plug it in USB and use it as a webcam wired. So if you want to do that, you can just skip all the wireless. Yeah, and just yeah but you, you can wire it in if you want to. And is there, is there, I'm assuming wired would get a lot better bandwidth than a, than a Wi-Fi connection. Yeah. Kind of makes sense. Well, that's kind of cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. I was a little, when you first said this, I was a little skeptical. I was like $400 for a webcam. And then the features built in SD, you can, you can kind of move it around. Yeah. Have you, how long have you had it? Have you tested the battery? Does it really give you six? (laughs) Wondering if it really gets six hours. That's kind of the, yeah. But, but even if it got three hours, it would be enough for one show, you know, yeah. or one, even like one volleyball game or whatever you're, what I'm using it for. So one class period. So Do, I mean, does I, it have the a long podcast to go to run out of battery life? Yeah. Does it have the ability to charge to plug like an external battery into oh, yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. You can actually, you can actually buy a kit that will give it Ethernet and power at the same time. They also sell a quick charger. And a for twenty bucks, which which isn't there's 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 the quick that's the the plug for it if you want to do it that way, right? But I'm assuming you can just plug that into kind of any normal. Maybe it won't be as quick, but they have a floor stand you can buy for it as well as a table stand. So not not to those those price. Well, I, I, the seventy nine dollar table stands maybe a little pricey. <laughs> some of, some of the some of the prices all of a sudden during this pandemic have just gotten kind of ridiculous, right? Yeah. You know, you're kind of like now for 400 for a, a a Wi-Fi enabled 1080p local recording. Okay, well, you know, I don't know, Dave. What do you for your 400 dollars? What do you think? 
Well, I, I think this is just a classic example of supply and demand. Like, as he said, I can't get a C920. I can't get the other Logitech thing. It's like, so you just start looking at, like, what's the lowest price thing that, that will give me what I need? Like, I don't need all this extra stuff. I just want a webcam. Mm-hmm. This is the closest one. And school's starting. I got to have something. So, but no, it's it's. I think it's one of those things where, especially if you're used to the the wireless part, if you then later when ever we get back to normal and you can pick up a C920, you're like, oh, wait, this has a cable. It might be one of three. Like, I'm not used to that. So, but it looks great. So. Is my audio quality still pretty low compared to what you guys are you, used to? Or? You sound like every guest on The Tonight Show. <laughs> we're, we're, you're, coming in, it's, you're coming in off the... Does it have an external mic jack on it? Yeah, it does. Uh, okay. I think it does. I, yeah, I, I'm seeing, yeah, I, I'm seeing a power, Dave, throw my screen up there really quick again. So I'm seeing a power, can I, can I hover over that? No, it doesn't. There we go. So I'm seeing a, the power button here. Is that, yeah. is that, yeah. is that yeah, the mic jack? Okay, and actually well. the other thing we've been using at school, like I bought a bunch of them is the Rode Wireless Go. Mm. And so you could pop one of those in there and then have it clipped yeah. to your shirt and walk around and just be... That would be so, much better. Yeah, that would be good. Do you have one of those? I'm not with me. I have twelve of them at school. Oh shoot! And you don't you haven't ha- you don't have one at home for testing? Well, <laughs> I, I usually do, but I forgot to bring it home this weekend. Shoot, but, we yeah, have, but yes. I, I'd have you drop off and come back in on that one because yeah, yeah. I've been I've been skeptical. Yeah, just, those, those those have been fantastic. We love those things. Well, I was just so, listening to uh, I was just listening to Mark Marin, and he was interviewing. Macaulay Culkin's brother. I'm sure he loves that. I can't remember what his actual name is. He plays Roman on uh, this HBO show, and Mark is sounding great, you know, on his computer. And this guy could not have been further away from a microphone. I was just like, "Come on, run that through RX7. Throw some deverb on that. Give me a break." But uh, but Kyle, for a call, for like a regular call, yeah, the, the sounds just fine. Yeah, I was like gonna if say- you were if you were gonna make a Zoom call or whatever. It'd be just okay. family, friends. It's it'd okay. be just fine. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't do a podcast with it, but it'd be just fine. Yeah. So awesome, cool, Kyle. Thanks for jumping in here, yeah. man, and showing this thanks is super cool. Hey, by the way, this may be a home gadget geeks thing, so maybe we should have you on <laughs> talk about this with the wireless go and some of the new stuff you're using in school. That may be a yep. since school has started again. That may be a cool thing to do with you. So sure. I'll I'll reach out to you and we'll figure something yeah. out. Okay. All right, Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. Uh, thanks, time, man. Jim, are you thirsty? I am, and I need a I need a coffee break. Do we do we have something to do with the coffee? We break? do have something to do with the the coffee break. We always like to to thank our awesome supporters. And if I click on that, yes, there we go. If you're looking for some discounted one on one consulting, simply go over to uh, askthepodcastcoach.com/slash/awesome. That's an option there. But we always thank our twenty dollars supporters. And we're talking about awesome people like Carl White at Life in the Carolinas Podcast.com, Glenn the Geek Hebert at HorseRadioNetwork.com. Josh Liston over at tipsoftheslung.com, where he's a new kind of spiritual leader. Kim Craggy at toastmasters101.net. Shane at spybrary.com. Ed Sullivan at soniccupcake.com. So if you're looking for an audio editor, go check out Ed. Max Trescott up in the air at aviationnewstalk.com. Greg at debtshepherd.com. So if things are getting a little tight here in the world of COVID with finances, you might want to go talk to Greg. And I thought today, we haven't done this in a while, we would thank our awesome $10 supporters as well. So people like Frasley at b-great.today, 
Dr. Norm Chapin at beyondthebedside.net, Jeffrey at podnuts, that's P-O-D-N-U-T-Z.com, Jonathan at weeklyawesome.com, Kyle Bondo at gagglepod.com, Katie at outwittrade.com, Martin at christianstt.com, Michael at babymountainradio.com, Nick Suberling, there is a name I've not heard. i got to reach out to Subes. I haven't Wow. Uh, at CincinnatiSoccerTalk.com, Sean Park at BeYourOwnNerd.com, and Josh Rivers at uh, PodcastGuyMedia.com, who will actually be appearing on Josh's show a little later. And if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, go over to AskThePodcastCoach.com slash awesome, and you can be an awesome supporter today. And that will include sometime next week, I'm going to post the video I made for PodFest for my presentation that I did there. Cause I was like, well, they, it was one of those where it's a backup. So in the event the internet blew up, they had something to play. And I was like, well, I got that video. I was like, well, you know what? That sounds like something I could hand over yeah, to. Um, it's, good. it's a good idea. Yeah. So I see this a lot. This was from Pat Allen in, I believe I got this from the podcast movement, Facebook group, just launched my podcast this week. Hooray. And I am trying not to get hung up on numbers. Good luck with that. Uh, but I did peek at them last night, and it seems like the bulk of the listens are on episode one, and there's four total up. And then the listens tail off. Is that normal? To me, if they tail off after episode one, then I would think the first episode wasn't great, so people don't come back for more. I used to hear your, your guys' feedback. So I thought it was – first of all, I was surprised it was episode number one. One and not episode four, because typically you would download your last episode. So I wonder if he has it set up to be serial, which yeah, always well, shows one you. is first one, two, three, yeah. four, instead of four, three, two, one. Yeah. But but I, the reason I brought this up is I saw the question over and over. How do I grow my audience? And somebody said or they were talking about how many episodes should I launch with? And everybody's like three, four, 50, 12, anything but one, because I always say you, you just need one. And. Somebody said three, that way you'll get more downloads. And I, I said, as long as you understand, it's not automatic. So many, I think that's still out there that if 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 I launch with three and somebody subscribes, I get three downloads. And I'm like, that is not exactly the case. You will get one download. And if you did good on that episode and somebody else wants to hear the other episodes, they have to manually go into the app and download or stream or whatever they're going to do the other two episodes, but it's not a case where when somebody subscribes, you get three downloads. And I think that's it, still it, out there. I think so. And I think it depends on the app and uh, what mm-hmm. you're using. I think it is nice to have at least two because if they like it, then there's a second one there ready for them to, yeah. to listen again. So is it required? No, but I mean, it is, and I, and I'm not a big, I don't even say three is bad. Like, if you've got them, put them out there. I, I wouldn't obsess about it. That's the thing. By the way, if you have trouble getting to three, you probably aren't going to get to four. So like if you have trouble, if you're sitting down thinking like, I'm going to start a podcast and you can't think of three things to talk about. Uh, yeah. Okay. Then you're going to end it at three. Like uh, it's just, it's one of those kinds of things. You should be able to get past that. Do you have to? No. Can you launch with one? Yep. Can you launch with five? You could. Could you launch with 50? You can as well. You can do whatever you want. Do you have to is the question. No, you just need one. And it doesn't even need to be real. You can, you can just put, you can put up now again, lots of opinions about what you put out there first and is it your best and all those, those, there's all those opinions, but technically no, you you really just, just really need one. 
Yeah, and it is somewhat normal then if you launch, let's say, with three, that your latest episode will get more downloads than the previous two. Right. Uh, I've tested that a couple times, and people do go back and listen. That's a good sign. But it's you're always like, wait, I launched with three. Why is episode three getting so many more downloads? It's like because that's the one that downloads when they hit subscribe. So it's it's a little tricky. But it is also one is folks want to sometimes go back and binge from the beginning. And so one will get it. It all kind of works out in the wash. And and I think that data point of downloads is is pretty bland. Like you need more. You need more data than just your number of downloads. Because it doesn't really mean much. You got to spend some time with your audience. I think the most important data point, especially early, is that audience feedback. I think your listeners are the most engaged when they first start listening. I think you're they're more inclined to give you feedback when they first start listening. And it's the most important because that's going to be your audience going forward. Dave, you and I have been doing Ask the Podcast Coach now five years, almost six. We're at 308 episodes. We pretty much gather the audience we're going to gather. We're going to add a few on. We're going to drop a few off. But we've, we have a style right? We don't change it that much. It doesn't change much from week to week. There isn't a lot of things we can do now to, to really change that. We kind of like, if we made a radical change, our audience would do one of two things, leave in mass or go, Oh, okay. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I guess there could be an, in, an in between, but we've established this style. When you're, when you're on podcast three, number three, you've got some options to change some things before your audience is really locked in. Mm. So I think that those early one through 10 are important to establish that style with your audience. And you need to be jonesing for as much feedback as you can get in those early days as opposed to not that you, you stop listening when the the podcast is, is older, but your, your audience is going to tell you what you want to hear because they stayed around because they like you, right? You don't really get the good feedback. One through 10 is is really where you get it. That's it. And Rob Walsh over at Libsyn had stated that people that launch with, I think he said 10 episodes, actually end up, I forget, I I need to go find that stat. But basically, you don't get as many downloads for that exact reason, that if you are getting feedback from your audience, they've got to wait to episode 11 to hear any kind of change to the show because you've done yeah, yeah. 10 and they're like, hey, I really hate the lightning round. You're like, well, that's a bummer because we got seven more episodes where we do the lightning round. It's like, eh, you know. It might be great to record 10 raw and then start releasing them so you have them, right? They're in the, they're, they, you've got the material and then edit them as you go along. So you start to learn how to edit better. You take feedback from it. You You get an opportunity to influence those. So not, don't, Record them all, edit them all, have them all ready, but maybe have a couple ready and then edit the other ones as you go. That way you're not under pressure to record. That's the hard part. Well, some would say editing is the hard part. Yeah. But, you know. Ross says if it's your first podcast, you should be focusing on getting good and or fine tuning your single digit episodes, not worrying about downloads. Yeah, it is. It's one of those things where, again, I always draw it back to my the days of being a musician when we first started the band, our whole thing was, can we actually start a song and get to the ending without turning into a train wreck? And, and then it's like, hey, we can actually play all these songs. And it was like, okay, are we speeding up? Are we slowing down? You just start off with different things. And that's where I, I had somebody I was talking to and they're like, oh, episode two is awful. And I go, and they were on like episode four. And I'm like, 
okay, like you can always re-record episode two if you want to. And they were, they like the concept of like, I can pull it down, I can re-record it, or here's a novel idea, maybe not even release it. If it's awful, don't put it out there. It's, it's, I've had that situation where I had an interview that didn't really go the way I wanted it to. And I was like, I cannot put this out in its current format. So what I did was I made it a narrative style type of episode where I explained what was going on and the big chunk that I, that didn't fit my audience, I took out and just nobody knew. I didn't say, Hey, today I'm doing a narrative style podcast because my guest went off the rails into a really long tangent that doesn't apply to you. I didn't say that. I just, it was like, Hey, Dave's doing this new thing. And because uh, I didn't want to put it out the way it was. That's the way it is. Let's see here. Kenny says, I'm happy if I see more downloads the following month than the last month. Ah, be careful of that because Ross will remind you my famous line at DC PodFest, monthly stats are crap. And the reason for that, I'll give you an example. I uh, met a guy last night named Kennedy. He does the email marketing show. And somewhere he and I, I, I he's a very unique dude. Like he's he's British and he said, how do you take something like email marketing and make blind carbon copy entertaining? So they they do all this stuff to kind of make it light and funny. And I listened to about two episodes and I went into Overcast and clicked the all button. It says, do you want to download 45 episodes? And I said, yes, I do. And uh, so that guy's going to get a bump today of 45 downloads that – would have taken him 45 people before, and he got 45 from one person. And so what happens is if you get mentioned on stage, if somebody mentions you in a newsletter, whatever it is, and you get four people to come over and download 45 episodes, and then you're like, woohoo. And then the next month, that doesn't happen because, I don't know, COVID. You're like, wait, what's going on? So I always, I like monthly stats. I, I look at that as a performance metric of my back catalog. And then I always go by number of downloads after 30 days or things like that. So. Yeah, it's total, it's total audience engagement. And I mean, it's, it's not a bad number from that perspective. I don't know how much it tells you because you always have questions after that. You're like, yeah. well, why? <laughs> so you look at that, you always have questions. And then I think you're, you end up going back to the individual episodes. And then you have to start thinking, okay, if I have individual episodes, then I have to kind of take into effect how long these episodes have been out. And then I have to start thinking, okay, because titles really matter. And so, because mm. titles will get picked up. That's what titles are probably your number one thing to, that, that you get right, right? If you're going to get something right, get your title right. And so then you have to start thinking, well, why did that, why did this one do more than this one? Well, it could be the title. It could be, you never know. It could have gotten picked up somewhere. I Years ago, I did one article for, I think, Byte.com or one of those kinds of things. They, they invited me to write a blog post. And it was on a popular topic that was only popular for about six months. And so there's this huge spike in my web traffic. And then it goes away. And you're like, oh, okay, that's a pretty easy to... That's kind of pretty easy. We put some tracking links in there to kind of track it to make sure. Well, that's pretty easy. Yeah, it was Byte.com that, that did it. You're not always going to have that easy of a, of a bump to go in there to do it. So again, I think it's not, you can't, you never want to look at one data point, right? You yeah. look at your monthly stats and then you start drilling down. Okay. So let's look at what happened during that month. Was there an episode that spiked during that time? Let's look at the title. Let's look at some of the content. What's going on in, in media? Where did I post it? What's the, by the way, the more you can do that through Google analytics, the more you can track some of your site stuff and get some tracking links in there 
the more you'll you'll be able to answer those questions, it will drive you mad. Like it, it's, <laughs> it's someday. It'll drive you crazy. You'll lose your mind. Yeah, it'll happen. Dave says, I've not recorded a new episode since June. My downloads for June and July are better than they were for May and June. Is that a pandemic effect? Maybe. It's it's and that's where Jim says, if yeah. I, make sure whatever website you're using has Google Analytics because you're not gonna get the where did this come from? You might. Like I, I had somebody oh a couple weeks ago and they're like, I I had a bump, what's going on? And all of a sudden you saw where their Spotify numbers just went through the roof. And yeah. you're like, why? Like, don't know. Don't know if you got featured, don't know what's going on. But if you have Google Analytics, you might get some insight into that. Or any analytics uh, on the Gallup side yeah. of things. We started posting some new graphics or I, let me just say this. We've been posting them. I started sharing them into some of our bigger groups mm. and typically on a share, I'll get three, 4,000 impressions of some kind on it with the groups that we have. And it's really powerful to share inside big groups because they're actively engaged in a lot of ways. And so that's pretty easy to do. I started sharing these graphics and one of them got well over 25,000 impressions on this single, like in all of a sudden we were like, Hey, we may be onto something here. And so we posted another one. We posted another one. Now the very first one we posted did the, has done the best in like in a seven day average, so to speak, but they still continue to get eight or nine times the engagement levels. These, these simple graphics that anything I've ever posted before and so like, that's a number then we can start saying, okay, you know what? We should post more, more of these until they stop performing. And so those, it, it's just a good indication. You don't know. We didn't know. I was just sharing our, our, our social media person was like, Hey, could you share this? And I was like, sure. We didn't, it wasn't a plan. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't spend time building a marketing strategy around <laughs> quotes for our audio folks, building a marketing strategy. She just said, would you share this? Sure. That's, that's, that was our marketing strategy. And all of a sudden, in, it just blew up, right? And you're going to have that from time to time. You got to be watching to know those things are blowing up. Yeah. But it, so we're going to do more of them. Gary had said, I tend not to subscribe to episodes where the host reads the script. A good podcast to be a, a certain informal, real authentic. The only time I get away with that, if somebody's reading me the news. But if somebody is obviously reading a script, and usually the thing that that will trigger That's how me, good they are reading scripts. Yeah, too. usually what will trigger me to that is usually what will trigger me on that, and and that's it. If they go back to the beginning of the sentence, I'm like, ah, they're reading. Because if you mess up in the middle of a sentence and you're kind of like it was green, no blue, actually it was blue. If I mess up, that's what I do. I don't go. the The color of it was uh, blue. I think it. The color of it was green. I'm like, mm, I don't do that in real life. I just fix the mistake and keep on going. Um, hey, Randy Cantrell, who does Leaning Toward Wisdom, he, yeah. for a lot of a lot of his podcasts, he he read from a script. He had it all written out before mm. he started. Now you could never tell. Like I didn't know until I listened to the podcast one day, and then I went to his show notes, and I'm like, Hey, wait a minute, this is exactly the same, you know? And and he he says, Yeah, he's now he is really good at it. So if I'm reading from a script and it sounds like, you know, okay, yeah. yeah, that's terrible. But if you can do a script and my co-host on Theme Thursday, we, we script out a large chunks of Theme Thursday. You would never be able to tell. She's so good at what she does. So I think it's not reading from a script. That's the problem. It sounds like you're reading from a script. That's that it. And Randy did a great job of writing like he talks. 
not worrying about grammar and things like that. The first time I got to record the feed with Elsie and Rob and they pull up the Google Doc and there's the whole thing written out. And I was like, what? And it was like, Dave says something here, but the rest and Rob would even put in like an like he would write in an um because it mm-hmm. was where he because that's what he was going to say. I got to highlight this. Jeremy Dennis says we do an annual survey talking about how to get people to listen each December. And holy cow. I mean, that's that makes my no. heart go. And I've gotten, well, of course, Jim might know a thing about surveys or two. A thing or two, right? But yeah. here's the thing. There's a great show on Netflix, if you're into gaming, and I'm not a huge gamer. I just like history. Is It's called High Score, and they go over the history of video games. And one of the things that led to Sega beating Nintendo is the guy they needed to come up with a – they needed to, like, knock off Mario. And so they're trying to figure out what new – what would that be? Mascot. And so this guy's like, okay, we need to attract an American audience. So this guy comes to New York, goes to Central Park, sits on a picnic table, and draws three characters. One's a human, one's Sonic the Hedgehog, and one's this other person. And as people walked by, he was like, hey, which one of these do you like? And seriously, he's like, this is my target audience. These are Americans, and that's how they picked Sonic the Hedgehog. And I was like, what a novel idea. Ask your audience, which one of these do you like better? So. It's, it's super powerful. Uh, Kyle, who was on, Kyle Wilcox, yeah. who was on earlier here just a few minutes ago. He's a listener for Home Gadget Geeks. And I don't know, maybe last year, 2019, was, was that like 100 years ago? We, I did an audience survey and I said, hey, just give me some feedback, some general feedback on what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show. And Kyle said, I don't know what you're saying in your intro. <laughs> like the music's too loud mm-hmm. and, I, and you're saying it too fast. And I'll say here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation all for the average tech guy. That's wow. my intro, right? That's that's the way I say it. But the music was so loud, he couldn't understand any of it. And and I, I went back and listened to it. And I'm like, yeah, you're kind of right. And I didn't think anybody cared, just to be honest. But Kyle did. And so it it I went back in, edited my music so it would drop lower in that first 17 and a half seconds. Yeah, I timed it because I wanted to know what it was. And now you can hear the news reviews, product updates and conversation, which is the pillars of our of the podcast. Like you have what's the three what are the three you guys just talked about this on podcasters roundtable, but the three pillars plan what's the middle one cuz your head's in the way. Uh Oh, uh, your, uh, plan, yeah, launch, plan, and grow. Launch, grow, right? Yeah. Those are the three pillars of what you do in school of podcasting. We are news, reviews, product updates, and conversation. And so it 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 was really important. I got that feedback from Kyle, and I made a change. And he was like, "Oh yeah, that's great. That's cool." Because it's just funny. He's like, "I never knew what you were saying." <laughs> I'd said it a hundred, well, probably three hundred times by that point. So funny how a longtime listener, when you listen to the feedback. Right. That's it. Oh, and I oh, crap. Are we done? Yeah. I always joke. Jim's like, I'm getting, I'm being played off. But if you think about it, I always joke when I do the question of the month. By the way, if you want to get those in, I will extend the date because I'm not doing anything today. I'm moving. Um, if you go to ask the podcast coach, ask the pod, if you go to school of podcasting.com slash question, I will take those through uh, Saturday night is probably when I'll jump on that. But I people all the time. Hey, Dave, here's my answer. Blah, blah, blah. Great answer. This is Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. because they're just used to saying it. But Jim, what's coming up on the TheAverageGuy.tv? 
Yeah, we talked all about thermal cooling for PCs. If you want a super nerdy PC conversation, this is the one that you want. And so if your computer's constantly shutting off because it's getting too hot, you might want to listen to it as well. So theaverageguy.tv, it'll be posted a little bit later today. And uh, at the School of Podcasting, we will have the answers of the question of the month, which is if you've been podcasting for a while, what keeps you going? And if you haven't started a podcast, why not? And... You're going to get a little bit of a rerun. I'm going to talk about the the PodTrack P4 a little more organized than we did today because I actually have some show notes and things like that. And uh, I will also be, unless we do it today, doing a mic review of the, the Zoom D1. And uh, I have a whole bunch of stuff coming up on the School of Podcasting that I'm dying to talk about. And this is where you have to remember to not give it all away uh, and then go, ooh, now, in fact, Ross has a question. We're going to talk about that in the post show. And we might try to get uh, a strike in YouTube in the post show. So if you want to see the post show, askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome, and you will get access to the post show. So stick around for some post show if you're watching live. Thanks. Thanks.